Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. That is God's will and plan that we overcome every obstacle, every test, every trial, because He has made us overcomers. Amen more than conquerors, victorious ones. So in order for our faith to be strong, it needs to be fed, it needs to be exercised. So get your Bible, get something to take a note on and come on in. We saved you a seat right here in the front row. Come on in and let's believe the Lord to get exactly what we need today. Father, we agree together, uh, all of us all over, asking for the utterance, the anointing, the direction Lord, for the touch and quickening and working of your Holy Spirit, just what you know we need right now, and the thing that would enable us to be the greatest blessing to everybody round about us, so that we're not just struggling uh, to overcome ourselves, but that our victories become other people's victories also, and we can help others to receive what you've helped us to receive. We thank you for that. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn, please, again in the great textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews 10th chapter. And let's continue on in the study we're calling By Faith. Verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. If you examine this, this good report has to do with a good report from God. He approved and was pleased with and actually is praising their faith. Throughout this passage here, we're told in Peter that there'll come a time if we lived and walked by faith, our faith that's more precious than gold will be praised by him in time to come. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? But you know, it goes hand in hand with what Jesus talked about if we were faithful that uh, we would hear, well done, uh, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over much. So did you hear the word faithful? <laughs> you can't be faithful without faith. <laughs> so then he describes faith through the next uh, 38 verses here. And we've studied them one by one. We studied Abel's faith, Enoch's faith, Noah's faith, Abraham's faith, Sarah's faith. We looked at uh, 
Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And we're down now to verse 23 through um, 28 or so, 29, looking at Moses and his faith, how he had faith. We, we saw how his parents hid him and, and how they weren't afraid of the king's commandment. In verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Moses made a choice when he was about 40 years old not to play it safe, not to take it easy and stay in the palace uh, and live as Egyptian royalty. From one standpoint, he had it made. He was set for life. Rich, 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 powerful, powerful. And um, for as far as anybody knew around them, he was an Egyptian. He dressed like an Egyptian. He looked like an Egyptian. He was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, which was a lot. And he, the Bible said he was mighty in word and deed. He was known. He was a standout. Um, you know, God put graces and gifts in him. He made him a leader from when he was born. So this was showing up even in his life in the palace. But he, his heart would go out to his, uh, he knew his people were the Hebrews. And when he saw them under the heavy hand of the taskmasters and the slave drivers, and basically the empire of Egypt is built off their backs and they're oppressed. And they've retained their history with God. All of them knew the Hebrews by oral tradition going back to Adam, and they, they knew about what God had told Abraham and how that they would be delivered out of Egyptian bondage. No, no doubt uh, Moses knew this too. And there came a time it got so strong in him, he chose to leave position, power, wealth, and to... Uh, be identified with slaves, which the family he grew up in just saw these people as property and as uh, an economic means to an end, disposable. And he chose to identify with God's people, although it meant losing everything naturally and putting your life in danger and being treated as inferior and being reproached. Did you hear that word identify? Identify. Do you know the same thing, the same choice we have today is whether we identify with Christ, right? Or whether we're ashamed and embarrassed because the world, the ungodly, unbelieving world despises uh, the Lord Jesus, 
despises church, despises the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and prayer and faith and the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, numerous times uh, out and about doing business with different people, I have people say just some of the most disrespectful things to me uh, about ministry and you just, you look at them like, <laughs> you know, why do you want to just try to insult me over this? But they act like they don't even know what they're saying. But they so disdain um, what we believe in. But you know, you got to make a decision. I'm going to identify with Christ, right? <laughs> and if you don't like him, well, I'm with him, <laughs> right? And if you don't like me because I'm with him, well, that's how it has to be because I'm with him. And uh, sadly, many have not made that choice, the correct choice, because it's just, you know, they, they think, well, I, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my position in the community. I don't want, and so when, when it's been brought up, people try to distance themselves <laughs> from people like us, you know. Oh, y'all are, y'all are one of them. Uh, you're one of those, uh, one of those Holy Ghost folks. Absolutely. <laughs> one of those uh, tongue talkers, because they think that's just nuts. You're one of those tongue talkers? Absolutely. One of those miracles, you believe in miracles every day. <laughs> miracles. You do? <laughs> yes. You, you believe that that all those things in the Bible actually happened? You believe in that? God split the Red Sea? Come on. Come on. You, you believe uh, uh, Jesus was born of a virgin? No earthly daddy? Come on now. You don't really believe that. We believe every word of it Amen. to our core. Yes. Do you or not? Yes. And if you want to mock that and make fun of that, well, I'm going to stand right here on it. Right? And you'll have to mock me too. Because we identify with Christ. Oh, think about it, saints. Why should we? One of the biggest reasons, he identified with us. He hung on the cross publicly in front of everybody, treated as the worst criminal, became sin with our sin. That had nothing to do with anything he ever did. He's not identifying with himself. He's taking our place. He's identifying completely with us. He bore our reproaches, our shame, the indignation, the judgment. The, I mean, he was separated from the Father. My God, why have you forsaken me? He did it. So how many understand we should identify with him in this world, in this life? and bear the reproach, whatever it may be, and think, you know, if they, if they don't respect it, you feel sorry for them, because one of these days they're going to find out what they were mocking and making fun of. But uh, Moses did that. He made that choice. Let me read this again, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he's about 40 years old, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now this is like throwing away a billion dollars <laughs> and a palace <laughs> and protection details and the best chariots and the best clothes 
for all your life and becoming a fugitive, labeled a criminal by Pharaoh and identifying with a slave people who had no rights, no property rights, didn't own their own bodies, couldn't control their own schedule in life, couldn't go or come except at the taskmaster's direction. Who does that? <laughs> who, who does that? The bigger question is, how could you do it? What would motivate you to do it? We got the answer right here. Verse 24, are you looking? What? First two words, help me out. By, how did he, how'd he do it? How did he do it? What is, what is faith? Go back to verse one. Huh? What is faith? It's being sure of what you expect, what you hope for. It's being certain of things you don't see. Moses was a spiritual man. And God was more real to him than Pharaoh. Oh, hallelujah. And when he thinks about what God told his forefather Abraham, how he's going to bring these people out in 400 years, and he knows that time is here, he's persuaded, even though there's no natural reason to believe it, he's persuaded it's got to happen. It's got to happen. He's willing to walk away from wealth and power and prestige and honor and protection. He, why? Because he sees that as a very, very temporary thing. And God is forever. Hallelujah. We still need to think this way. Right? We're faced with the same similar decisions in our life. Keep reading. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know, the psalmist said, I'd rather be a, a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents. And he's talking about palatial tents of wickedness. Uh, anything in God's work is more important and significant than the greatest thing there is on the planet that's ungodly. Because that's all going away. Nobody's going to remember it. The godly things last forever. Verse 25, choosing. Everybody say choosing. Choosing, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He goes on to say, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect to the recompense of the reward. Again, he's, he's seeing the unseen. That's what faith is, isn't it? He's looking to the future that he hadn't seen yet. He's convinced of God that he hadn't seen yet. You've got to remember, this is 40 years before the burning bush. He's convinced, though, that God is real. And he chose, everybody say chose, chose. He chose to identify with them and even suffer with them rather to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, I've heard people try to say, you know, whether well, there, there's no pleasure in sin. Well, that's not true. Uh, there is pleasure in sin, but it's very, very temporary. And it's not worth what you forfeit. So, you know, don't try to tell people, they, they know that there's no pleasure 
uh, in sin? There is. But wise people are not willing to throw away all manner of good things for a few moments of something wrong. Hmm? You, you believe God that uh, if you're feeling like you're needing something else or wanting something else, that God's good if you'll just keep, you know, control yourself, he'll take care of you, right? Right place, right way, right time, he'll take care of you. But again, that takes what? It takes faith. You know, we keep coming back to this. It it takes faith. Go to 1 John, please, the second chapter. 1 John 2, and... uh, You'll see that we're told a similar thing in one of the last books of the the New Testament. 1 John 2.15, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Jesus said it like this. He said, No man can serve two masters. He'll either love the one, hate the other, cling to the one, and reject the other. Uh, If I go after the world and love the things of the ungodly world, that's so completely contrary to God, I can't love what He loves and love that, because if He hates that and I love that, can you see what we're talking about? Then... I love that instead of him. If I love him, then it helps me overcome the desire for something wrong. Um, Everybody's got flesh and everybody can be tempted to desire something that you, you shouldn't desire. And the only thing that'll help you not yield where most people do is that you love something else more. (laughs) Can you see this? It's not, if you say, well, I I don't want it. No, I don't want it. You know part of you wants it, (laughs) right? It can be your body. It can be part of your unrenewed mind. But where usually people, you know, young people, adults, everybody, they'll, they'll yield to the wrong thing. How can you, when everybody else is yielding to the wrong thing, how can you not? How can you control yourself? It has to be something stronger than the desire or love for that. And that's what he's talking about. Can you see this? The love for God can be stronger than the love for that. And if you love him more and seek him, he'll grace you and strengthen you not to yield to what so many are yielding to. Let's read it again, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, Egypt just uh, perfectly represented the world. Egypt, all through the scriptures, is a type of the ungodly world. And man, they had the technology of the day They had the glam, they had the glitz, they had the dress, they had the style, they had the riches if, if you were ruling class Egyptians. If you weren't, you had nothing. You were worked to the dirt. 
But uh, he had that. I mean, he, he was, you know, by today's, uh, if there was media like today, everybody would have known who Moses was. <laughs> He'd probably had his own reality show. <laughs> he, he was famous. He was rich. He was good looking. He was smart. He was eloquent. He had all the, the parts. But he said, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I want God. Can you begin to see why God chose him? Can you see this? Because most people would not do that. Most people would not be in the Bible. You don't hear about them because they wouldn't make that choice. But he saw it. He said, no, I know who I am. I know what I am. I'm Moses. <laughs> My mama shoved me off in the little basket. <laughs> I'm a Hebrew boy. I'm a Hebrew man. I know I got all these, you know, I got these Egyptian earrings. And I got, but I'm, I'm a Hebrew. I know I am. And God has called me to be a deliverer for these people. He knew it. And so he chose to leave it all. And he chose to bear the reproach. Somebody say, identify and choose. Let's, let's read the next verse, 1 John 2, 16. He said, uh, 15 said, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust, or the lust means desire, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passes away. And the desire thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. If Moses had not made this choice, and we know faith enabled him to make it, would we be talking about him all these centuries later? No. No. And his life would have, his earthly life would have been over all these generations ago. And nobody's going to remember what a hot shot he was in Egypt. Why do we remember him? Why are we talking about him? Because he chose God. <laughs> he loved God more than the desire. Did you see these three things? The desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes. We all have that. The pride of life. One translation says the ostentation or the showiness of life. One of the big things that uh, every one of us have to deal with is uh, pride and the desire to impress and the desire to show off and impress. Now, no need for you to sit there and act so nice like you've never, <laughs> never done it. I, I know you have. There are times people bring up things, they talk about things, they do things to draw attention to moi, to, to impress. And that was one of the big things that was different about Moses too. In Numbers 12, 3, in fact, you can turn back there if you want to. Numbers 12, 3, it said that the man Moses was very meek. 
above all the men that were on the face of the earth. Isn't this a statement? The man Moses was very meek above all the men which were on the face of the earth. What'd that have to do with it? Did you know that that's one of the main things that Jesus ever said about his own character? Matthew, you remember, he said, uh, come and learn of me. And of all the things Jesus could say about who he is and what he is, he said, I am meek and lowly of heart. And he said, and you'll find rest to your souls. You know, it's tiresome, always putting on a front. <laughs> oh, man. I've heard people say, oh, man, I'll be so glad when I get through with this and I can just go home and let down my hair and be myself. Well, who you been being over here? <laughs> now, we're laughing, but uh, there's a lot of phoniness and there's a lot of falseness. And it's because of pride, wanting to portray that you're smarter than you are, that you know more than you do, that you've done more than you have, that you have more than you do. The list goes on and on and on. And uh, God is the God of truth, honesty. There's no shadow of turning in him. There's not the least bit of falseness in God, none. And you see Jesus face to face, and you will, for too long. You see him face to face and you look into his eyes. One of the things that's just going to minister to you so strongly is that he is completely real. Completely real. So honest. Not the least bit of phoniness or fakeness. It'll, it'll mark us. I just, I just know it will. I mean, my, my brief encounters with him along this line, it just, there's nothing in him that's the least bit put on. And the more like him we become, the more we become that way. We leave off all the junk, all the uh, put on, all the pride of life, the ostentatiousness, the showiness. And uh, we begin to see why did God choose Moses? Now, nothing had ever been seen on the planet like what happened with Moses and really has not been seen again the way that God brought the mightiest empire on the planet to its knees through signs and wonders that nobody had ever imagined. I mean, astounding things. And who did he use to lead it? The most humble man on the planet. Now that's not a coincidence, is it? And you think about this, the Bible said God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Can he use us too? Do we purpose to be like the master? and humble ourselves and walk in meekness. Praise God. Well, that's it again. Our time is up. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
Hallelujah. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.